The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. One of the saddest live broadcasts I ever did in Ottawa, in a cold rain, April rain, 1962. I am surrounded by sobbing women watching as their homes in La Breton Flats are reduced to rubble. The bulldozers are there. Last to be destroyed, the world-famous Duke Hotel. It held records almost every year for the most beer consumption. It, it, it was a terribly sad time. I'll, I'll never forget it. It's one of the first live broadcasts I ever did, actually, in this city. It's a, it's a cold, miserable April rain, and there had to be at least a dozen women around me, all sobbing, as they watched their homes be destroyed. Destroyed by the grand planners of the day. They excitedly told us that these homes, don't forget this was mostly French-Canadian in 1962. Um, we didn't really care, or at least most people didn't really care what happened to the inhabitants. Ah, well, you know. It's just French Canadians. They'll they'll find something else, and they did. Um, but we were promised that Le Breton Flats was going to give birth to the New World Pentagon, a grand building to house the entire national defense, a building they promised us that would be the envy of the world, and they had all of the plans, and. Uh, they had the television was there and they showed all of the, the grand plans and the buildings and there were to be canals cutting through it. It was, it was great. It was beautiful. That's um, 60 years ago. Grand plans indeed. <laughs> Here we are 60 years later. And the NCC still in charge of things here or decisions concerning Le Breton flats is coming to us and saying, have you got any ideas? <laughs> 60 years later, they're coming to us and saying, well, <clears throat> have you got any ideas out there? We, we have a couple here ourselves. We, we'd like to hear from you, which is not a bad idea since the last great idea that they had. Well, the, uh, the War Museum is, is beautiful, but I'm going to tell you the only other building that they ever built in Le Breton Flats is going to be the world's ugliest condo. Have you ever seen that one, John? It, oh, yeah. It, it is so ugly that you feel like spitting when you passed it. <laughs> it's th th This was approved by the NCC. So now they're coming to us and saying, well, what do you think should be there? Oh, my God. 60, actually, the, the NCC has been in charge there for about 62 years. The most expensive weed field, I would say, certainly in Canada, maybe in the planet, okay? And they're still trying to figure out what the hell are we going to do with Le Breton Flats. National Capital Commission. 60 years of dithering, dawdling, stalling, head-scratching, ass-scratching, foot-dragging, and let's face it, just bloody, outright, blatant stupidity. A fair amount of that, right? Making the rounds. Uh, let me see. The, uh, the, the, this, this is really quite astonishing.
don't, I mean, don't forget, this is the same National Capital Commission that uh, when given the responsibility by the liberal government to examine a new site for the new civic hospital said Tunney's Pasture, which is filled with buildings which would take years to destroy. God knows what kind of chemicals are there and so forth. I mean, for the NCC or anybody to suggest that Tunney's Pasture would be an appropriate place for our new civic hospital is a decision for hilarity and ridiculousness that is matched only, I would think, by... I guess Hitler's decision to invade Russia. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Who these people are making these decisions? Obviously, they've got about the IQ of a hummingbird. I'm not even, well, hummingbird's pretty smart. But anyway, my prediction here is uh, you're going you're gonna to make some suggestions, none of which will be approved. Or if they are approved, there'll be more foot dawdling. So 60 years from now, you know what? The NCC or whoever replaces them is going to approve a world-famous buggy factory. That'll be it. That's where we're going to set the world ablaze with a brand-new buggy factory 60 years from now on the Breton Flats. Mark my words, folks. I'm not going to be here. I don't think you're going to be here either, but uh, that's pretty well what it's, what it's going to be. And talking about harebrained schemes, okay, and we got a few here. Right up there with the great harebane schemes of all time, the purchase of electric buses for Ottawa. Buses that will cost us, on average, about double what a diesel bus would cost, and they'll only provide maybe, what, one-third the kind of service? All kinds of questions pop to mind on this one. Uh, can those buses operate in minus 20, 30 degrees? Who knows? How long will the batteries last? Who knows? How much uh, does it cost to replace the batteries? Who knows? Uh, but the overriding question, it seems to me, I think those questions are fine. I understand people asking them. But the overall and overriding question here should be, why are we doing this? I mean, do the buses carry more passengers than diesel? No. Are they cheaper to run? No, certainly not when you factor in the original cost. Do they provide better, faster service? No. Are they more reliable than diesel? No. Uh, so why are we doing this? Why are we spending millions more for buses than we otherwise would? Uh, is it because they're prettier? Well, I mean, we can pretty up diesel buses just a matter of paint, a little bit of artwork. Um, I, 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 I mean, the answer is obvious why we're doing this. In fact, it's the same answer that you get when you ask, well, why are we spending billions, and I mean billions, on windmills and solar panels and sodded roofs and electric cars, all the rest of it, billions. Instead of spending money on health care, instead of, instead of getting homeless people off the streets, Instead of spending, uh, you know, money on better education, it's said, no, no, we're, uh, we're, we're building windmills and buying electric buses. So why are we buying these electric buses? So it's because apparently they emit fewer CO2 emissions. Now, we're not even sure about that because apparently, great debate going on, apparently they, do, they still need diesel fuel to heat them, et cetera, et cetera. But even if they do have a few fewer CO2 emissions, 
I asked the question nobody seems to be asking. So what? I mean, come on, folks. Canada, as a whole, produces 1.6% of all the world's emissions. And in all probability, sucks up far more than that. But let's leave the 1.6. Now, of that, apparently, all vehicles, buses, trucks, tractors, etc., they emit about 5%. So about 5% of the 1.6% of world emissions are coming from all fossil fuel vehicles, of that, less than 1% from the buses. So we've got 1% of, 1%, of 5% of 1 point. Are you following me here? I guess what I mean to say is you, you get more action from a fart in a windstorm, a burp in a hurricane, okay? I mean, that's, that's what it amounts to. Meantime, here's, here's what gets me, what really burns my butt. While, while we're doing this, while we're spending money we don't have, I mean, they're telling us that our healthcare system is crumbling. Well, if you've been there recently, you know this. And it's only going to get worse as the population ages. How many how many years have we known the population is aging and we're going to need more health? Well, what? About as long as they've been trying to develop Labratton Flats, right? So rather than spend money on healthcare and education, fixing the roads, the odd pothole here and there, no, no, we're going to buy these electric buses. This is the most important thing. We're going to lower emissions by... 1% of 5% of 1.6%. Uh, we're going to contribute. Well, we're going to have a fart in a windstorm here. Okay. Meantime, we know, and we all know, that between 25 and 30% of all world emissions are coming from the burning of coal in two nations, China and India. 70% of all of the power produced in India, coal. 60% of all the power produced in China, coal. So I mean, th- those are the those are the problems. We we the fact of the matter is, and I think most people know this if they ever put their minds to it. We could shut down all trucks, all cars, all buses. We could shut down all manufacturing. In other words, we could essentially return this country to the Stone Age and 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 reduce. Well, we still produce a little bit of CO two when we breathe. So if we keep on breathing, you know, we could cut her down to what maybe one one hundredth of one percent or what. But so what? I mean, while we're doing this, China is erecting more coal-fired plants, and the they, they they produce more new CO two emissions in a week than we produce in ten years in this country. But here's here is the here is the kicker to it. Where is China getting most of its coal? You know where it's getting most of its coal from Canada. Coal is the number one export product out of B.C. In fact, B.C. is the largest exporter of coal to China and other nations in North America. So we're buying electric buses. We can't get homeless off the streets. We can't get enough money into long-term care, health care, or home care. But by God, we're going to spend extra million dollars on electric buses to reduce CO2 while while BC ships millions of tons of coal to China. So, I mean, like, could you please give me the definition of madness? Surely that suits the definition. We're spending extra millions of money we don't have for electric buses to reduce reduce diddly squat, make diddly squat difference in the world, while BC 
BC is the number one exporter of coal to China and North America. What does anybody get my point? So the question here is forget all the arguments about batteries and all that. Why are we doing this? How 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 by buying electric buses and putting ourselves further in debt, how does this in any way alleviate global warming? It doesn't. Of course it so why are we doing it? You know why we're doing it? Ideology. We want to set an example for the world. I don't mind setting an example for the world. But, you know, instead of setting an example as far as electric buses, maybe we could set an example on how to care for people in long-term homes. Maybe we could set an example for the world in health care. So instead of spending money on electric buses that we don't need and probably won't work and won't make any difference, maybe we could improve our health care. Maybe we get the homeless off the streets. I don't know. It's just an idea. Anybody else out there, any thoughts on this? Please let me know because... It sure as hell puzzles the hell out of me. John, we got any um, any comments here at all? We do. Can I just say, though, you would have loved every moment of the conversation that we had with my niece and her husband, who are both in their early 30s. He's an engineer, and the topic of green energy, et cetera, came up. Uh, and he works in the HVAC industry. And he said very simply, he said, everything we are doing from these electric cars to electric buses is nothing more than smoke and mirrors. It's to make nice. you and me feel good. He said, your carbon footprint, Lowell, my carbon footprint is so small, it's so small, that these changes amount to nothing. What it's doing, it's distracting us from what the big companies are emitting out into the world. And like you said, China and coal, etc., etc., etc. And he said it very, very succinctly, succinctly and very simply, that it's just, it's smoke and mirrors. Now, that was one of the first comments that came up here from Anne as well. She said, it's purely optics. Green optics. But, you know, if, as I say, if, if we want to set this great example, because that every time I'm talking to any of these eco-warriors and I'm pointing this out and say, you know, we could shut the country down. It won't make any difference. It won't make one, one it not no, no difference at all. Well, we need to set the example. Well, why set the example with this when there's really nothing we can do? We could, we could set an example for the world's best health care. Last time we checked, you know, the assessment is we're, we're about number 30th in the world when it comes to healthcare. So why have we chosen windmills and solar panels? And by the way, the, the billions and billions that we pour into windmills and solar panels, at 1 o'clock today, get this, wind and solar were producing almost 7% of our needs. Yesterday, wind and solar combined 5.6%. Today, Almost 7%. So, uh, I mean, why why are we doing billions? It's not just the bus. I'm just using the buses as one example of how we're pouring all of this money that we don't have. We're going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. Much of it so, supposedly to fight CO2. But and on top of not only, but my point here, I guess one of them is that, look, on, on top of everything else, the fact that we could reduce this country to the Stone Age and it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. But while we are doing this in eastern Canada and Ottawa, electric buses and all the rest of it, B.C. is getting rich on the export of coal, which is the problem. If, if, if instead of us buying electric buses, we sent that money to China, to, to shut down one coal plant and put a gas-fired plant or nuclear, we'd be doing far more. 
I guess, you know what? The same people who've been in charge of La Breton Flats for 60 years essentially are in charge of green energy and uh, the pathway that this country takes. John, more uh, more text coming in. So whether you're watching on Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever you would ordinarily post a comment, you post away. We'll drag that onto the screen so people can see it. We'll read as many as we can on the air for you. And you can also text or Ideally, call the show, 613-413-2217. Here's a text, Lowell. Lowell, we're buying e-buses to be idealist and think we are morally better than the rest of the world. The pollution we put out is minor compared to the highly populated countries. Ken says the politicians are doing it because it's politically expedient and will apparently get them votes. Chrissy adds, and OC Transpo's free this month. That's great if you have somewhere to go, like a doctor's appointment. Well, that's if you can get an appointment. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I just hope that people understand the point I'm trying to make here. Um, sometimes we get caught, uh, we get caught up in, in sort of extraneous stuff like, well, how long will the battery? That, that's that's important. But the overriding question in all of this: Why are we doing it? Why have we concentrated on green energy when there are many other problems that cry out? We can't. There's nothing we can do about global warming. We produce so few emissions compared to China, India, etc., and the United States, that there's nothing we can do. So why have we chosen this path when there's nothing we can do? When there, there are paths that we could take where we could make a difference. We could spend those, can you imagine, $38 billion. About four years ago, the Auditor General said that we had spent an extra $38 billion in Ontario on green energy. Can you imagine the kind of health care we would have had if we had spent 38 more billion dollars on health care? I mean, to me, it's just elementary. I don't understand it. 38 billion dollars, and today we've got 7% of our needs. Meantime, our hospitals are so crowded, you go down to the Civic, and they've had to build a huge dome in the parking lot. It's... It's madness. It, it is madness of the first order. Somehow or other, we have been convinced by years of propaganda that somehow or other the world's number one problem is global warming. Maybe it is, but there's nothing Canada can do about it because we don't produce any emissions. Ah. John, more, more comments, please. A question via text. Do the Chinese own the coal plants in B.C. or are they Canadian-owned? No, these for the most part. Now, some of the coal, in fairness, some of the coal that's exported from from uh, Vancouver, it comes up from the United States. The Americans are the hypocrites in the United States. Say, well, we don't want to be seen shipping coal. Uh, at least they have a conscience there. They realize that this is, doesn't look really good shipping coal out of the United States. So the, some of it comes up, but most of, coal is uh, the production of coal is the number one industry in uh, in BC. People, you know, people were screaming at Alberta. Etc. Because the coal, they got coal mines and folks, coal mining is the number one industry in BC. British Columbia is North America's major exporter of coal. Coal, burning coal, is the number one producer of emissions. We buy electric buses. BC ships another million tons of coal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickle my fanny. Go ahead, John. Uh, Tina Marie says, I sat in a hard chair for 14 hours at the Civic ER before finally being seen uh, for something that could have caused me to have a stroke, she adds. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, hey, come on, Lowell. If China is going to burn the coal, we might as well make a couple of bucks off it, right, says Ken. I think he's being sarcastic there. Um, I hope so. Over to text, 613-413-2217. But you know, can I tell you, before you go further, Yes, sir. actually, he's got a point. Because the freaking hypocrites in that freaking hypocritical province of B.C. obviously think the same thing. This is the province, don't forget, that worked so hard to stop a pipeline from coming through, which would have supplied oil to China and natural gas to China and India and helped them get off coal. So BC, so BC, while the number one exporter of coal, the number one industry, stops a pipeline which would replace some of the coal in those countries. What a bunch of freaking hypocrites out there. Lefty bastards. Go ahead. You want more comments or do you want to get a word in here for Shields? You better give me another comment while I calm down here. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. Let's go to this one from Anne. She says, my observation is that there are an awful lot of really uninformed out-to-lunch voters who believe in all this green energy crap, and that is exactly what it is. Crap. The only efficient, affordable, most green forms of energy at the moment are natural gas and nuclear. There may be something else invented down the road, but unless it's affordable for people, don't bother. They won't hydro, switch off hydro, fossil it, fuels. Falling water. By, by far, they, the most efficient and, and emission-free producer. Well, nuclear. Uh, but but falling water, our our dams. See, but you know, nu- and, and nuclear scares me because you still you still end up with waste, and we have to store this nuclear waste somewhere. What's the long term effect of that? Is what I wonder. But I'm glad that I'm glad that hydro energy, hydroelectric came up because I was wanting to interject that earlier. We have so much water in this country. We have the overwhelming majority of Earth's water is here. Why are we not tapping into that? Pardon the pun. Well, we are. The, the fact of the well, matter tapping is tapping into it more. That well, no. Here, here's the problem. Uh, on any given day, we are using less than half the hydro that's available from the dams. We in most days we're shutting down Niagara Falls about 50, 60 percent. We're not using it. The 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 the, the deal that, that the Liberal government signed with Samsung and and other producers of wind and solar is that we must buy wind and solar before we buy anything else. So if if the wind is blowing today, for example, wind is providing about 800, about 900 kilowatts of hour of, of 18,000. But we, we have to pay them first. Same with solar. They get paid first. And then after that, maybe we'll kick them in hydro. Right. Any given day, we're using only about half, 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 sorry, we're using about half the available power available from, from hydro. Go ahead, John. A text at 613-413-2217. There are approximately 50 to 60 actively erupting volcanoes on our planet. Compare that to all of our tailpipes. What will we do in a decade or so when we'll need a deal to uh, with scrap lithium batteries from electric vehicles? Hydrogen-powered trucks and cars are just around the corner, says Bruce, listening in Harrow. Uh, let me see. Hydro, we are abundant in water, says Anne. Uh, breathe, lol, says Kevin. Uh, let me see. Let's go back up here to. Where well, let me do. Well, let me let me just get a word in yep. here for Shield. Sure. Yesterday, yesterday I talked a little bit about the butcher shop, and I've had some very interesting reaction. A couple of people said, "You know what? I didn't know that uh, that we had a, a first rate butcher shop in Pakenham. Oh, yeah. We stopped stopped in. Great service. It's a. I, I mean, the the main business, obviously, of of uh, Shields." Is appliances, although they also have electronics, furniture, mattresses, etc. But they've got this nice little butcher shop. They make their own sausage, and the sausage is great by the Italian hot Italian sausage. Uh, their own chili, etc. And they buy, and this is what I really love: they buy local beef, local poultry, 
and local pork, okay? And so there's, you're, you're cutting out essentially the middleman, which means that you can provide better prices. So uh, most days, 99% of the time, I'm talking about the great deal on appliances, and I still mean that, but when you're stopping in there, not a bad idea to pick up a couple of T-bones or some of those special sausage. Shields and Pakenham, good folks. Go ahead, John. A text, 613-413-2217. Trudeau is not interested in what people want, just what he and his rich friends want. He obviously can't reason with logic when questioned about the cost of living. Uh, He comes out with BS about $10 a day childcare. Nothing this Liberal government does makes any common sense. And this person adds the mine at Tumblr Ridge in B.C. is Chinese-owned and says the next world war will be fought over water, not oil. <laughs> oh, bullshit. I mean, wherever that started. I mean, somehow or other these myths begin, and they're perpetrated by the media and dumb journalists and so forth. Um, I, I, there, was a, there was a comment that I wanted to make, uh, and I forget what it is now. I, I, I still want people to think of the bigger picture all of the and by the way oh yes I, I remember it's it's not just we can't just blame trudeau and the liberals for the green energy let's be very honest here i mean harper signed on to the paris accord as well this this is an ongoing problem for for almost 30 years now in this country we have been preoccupied with co2 and green energy and we have invest i i believe one of the reasons that that we're in the financial difficulty we are today. Well, there's no question about it. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on green energy and the whole CO2 thing while while our health care is crumbling. Go ahead, please, John. Uh, A beautiful woman by the name of Leanne Green says hi from the Bahamas. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That should calm me down. Lisa loves it when you swear. And says, if Martians come to Earth, they would think we would be an easy conquest considering who is running the country and the stupid mess the liberals made of the energy grid in Ontario. Yes, we would look stupid to Martians indeed. You want to go back to your questions about uh, what to do with, uh, not Lansdowne Park, <laughs> with La Breton Flats? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chrissy says, I guess the Sens rink is still an option? Not really. I think that's dead in the water, isn't it? I would think so. Yep, she does enjoy she does enjoy Blues Fest on that site. Uh, the commission's ideas have fallen uh, on LeBreton flats on their face, says uh, Joshua. They should pay repatriations to the families they displaced when they bulldozed the old LeBreton neighborhood sixty years ago, suggests Dan. Uh, the big paychecks are asking the public for ideas. When did they ever listen to the public? asks Dan. Let me let me let me just point something out. <clears throat> For 60 years, they they, bulldo- they began bulldozing La Breton Flats 62 years ago, there's, there's been nothing there, Lowell, as long as I've been on this planet. Yes, good point. <laughs> Just saying. So, But these, don't forget, these are among the highest paid people we have. Yep. They are all supposed to be very highly educated. They are supposed to have special expertise in urban planning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have this prime piece of real estate probably the most prime piece of real estate left in Canada. And for 60 years, they diddle and dawdle. They can't make up their minds. Their head's scratching. Can you imagine the amount of meetings that there have been? I, oh. I, I suggest to you that there have been literally thousands of meetings, thousands of hours spent debating what to do with Le Breton Flats. This is the kind of leadership, sadly, 
that's dragging this country down. We, with, with all the energy and resources and the wonderful people we have here and the, and the well-educated people, we should be a leader in many aspects of the world. And we used to be, but no longer. And this is one of the reasons. For 60 years, these people, highly paid, highly educated, highly motivated, supposedly, can't figure out what to do with a piece of land. It's pitiful. It's pitiful. No other way to describe it. John. And right there, you are spot on, as you often are. It's leadership. Yes. Leaders, leaders make decisions. There's no, there's no leadership here. Uh, oh, we're not going to make a decision. We're going to pass this back to the public to tell us what they want. No, make a decision. Make a decision and, and let us live with it. I mean, ideally to me, a major city, a progressive city, is going to put its sports and entertainment venues right in the heart of downtown, right on a waterfront. We don't, we've don't. talked about this before. We have no waterfront development in the city at all. We are a historic city that brags about you know our, our, our three rivers, the Gatineau, the Ottawa, the Rideau. We've got a canal running through. We, we can't access the water unless we're on a bicycle here. Uh, Lisa says, but, <laughs> that's, "Very good. Well, actually, that's 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 pretty interesting." Uh, yes, I okay. mean, other than a couple of parks, well, where the hell can you go and get on the water? You can't. Uh, Lisa says, "What leadership? Trudeau is steering the ship drunk." <laughs> Lisa, uh, Julie, at this point, let's put affordable housing at La Breton Flats. Hmm. Uh, Mel McBlue, that one says Stephen McGillery. I mean, you're absolutely right, Stephen. He did. That's not. No, no, no. Well, please, please understand. Folks, Melnick didn't blow this. NCC has been dithering for 60 years. Fair. I'm not even, is, is Melnick 60 years old? I mean, this, this, this whole thing started when Melnick was probably a little boy. Yeah, so, uh, it, it, folks, these are our leaders. 60 years and we still can't figure out what to do with a chunk of land. <sighs> Unbelievable. Mel- Melnick 62, by the way. Okay, so Melnick is 62. He was born the year that they started bulldozing La Breton Flats. Essentially, yes. There you go. We're almost out of time. I got to point something else out. Uh, There's no question that the the West Coast is being devastated with floods. Um, Whether that has anything to do with global warming, I don't know. But but one of the strange things is, is that, and I meant to mention this yesterday, excuse me, the hurricane season ended officially yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the uh, the quietest hurricane season in the Atlantic and the Pacific in almost 100 years. Virtually no hurricanes. And by the way, very, very, very few tornadoes throughout the United States. There were a couple hurricanes early in the season, went up through the Gulf of Mexico, and that's been pretty well it. The fewer hurricanes in almost 100 years. They, they keep telling us that global warming is creating all of these more storms and so forth and so on. Well, maybe it's true, but it sure didn't happen this year. I just thought I'd pass that on, folks. Thank you all. And don't forget, the real question here is, after all, forget all of the extraneous stuff. What purpose is there in windmills and solar panels and electric buses? Can we really, really in any way affect the global climate? And if we can't, why are we spending billions trying to do it? You ever read... uh, tilting at windmills. I mean, that's that's essentially what we're doing. We're, we're manned with lances and we're attacking windmills. Thank you all. We'll be back. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. 
Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of BlastTheRadio.com.